Thank you, Sheila. Exactly. Rose Carroll, variations on that theme. The Rose Carroll, thank you for being here this morning. Welcome to the third Sunday in Advent, third Sunday of Advent. Um, we welcome you, welcome the people that are out there online. So glad you're here this morning. There will be a refrain on the wall that you're welcome to sing along with on this song. Um, it's, um, it's a little more advanced, perhaps, than some of the other refrains, so um, you're, feel free to also sit and listen. It's up to you. Come, holy child. children of this earth, come and greet us with your holy birth. Holy child, since we last joined this dance, since we last took the chance to praise you at this waiting time. What have we given of ourselves to our world? What have we done to deserve your birth? You've asked us to be a humble and walk But since by grace you've saved us, in faith do we repay by worshiping the Holy One this day. Come and save us, Holy Child, long we've known you meek and children of this earth, come and greet us with your holy birth. Holy child, lo, the rose lies in winter, yet we know you as giver of our new life in this winter time. Thank you for that uh, call to worship. Good to be together. We're going to be lighting three candles today as we continue our kind of march towards uh, Bethlehem. That tells you that we're getting very close. The choir is in their place. Thank you for being here. Welcome to all those who are joining us online from all over the island and the state and across the country as well. We're honored by your presence. Thanks for being here. Some of you got the memo on uh, wearing your most beautiful sweater today, and thank you for that. We'll have a little time to celebrate that, I think. And uh, everything you're going to need is printed on the bulletin before you and will be projected for you as well. So if it's comfortable, I would invite you to stand. Gathered in God's house, we worship in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our gathering hymn, Angels in the Realms of Glory. Amen. 
this uh, third Sunday of Advent. The darkness of December surrounds us. Come, Lord Jesus. Say to those who are fearful of heart, Be strong, do not fear. Our God will come to save you. Come, Lord Jesus. The eyes of the blind shall be opened. The ears of the deaf must stop. The lame will leap. The tongue of the speechless will sing for joy. We wait for the Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. In our uh, hymn of praise, as we light the Advent uh, wreath, will be a joyful uh, light of heavenly glory. Um, so we're lighting three candles today. The first candle, as you remember from two weeks ago, is a prophet's candle. Then it was the Bethlehem candle, remembering this scene right here. And today it's the shepherd's uh, candle, as we remember those shepherds in the field, unaware of what was about to happen to them. We light the three candles as we sing our hymn of praise. be with you. Let us pray. Come, Lord Jesus, shine on every land and race. Dispel the darkness of the season and the dark places of the human heart. Come, Lord Jesus, be with us, we pray. Inspire us in our worship and in our service, and lead us on, Lord, to endless day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated.
Good morning. I don't have an Easter sweater or Easter Christmas sweater. I have a, I've already jumped a couple seasons. I have a Christmas vest. That's the best I could do to try to, no, I, I cannot figure out how to even stand up to some of the standards you have hit with some of these sweaters. So I'm not even going to try. I'm going to thank you. But I've got my vest on. And, and also as part of this morning's service, this Advent service, knowing that there are many things that set this season apart from others, many things that kind of we focus on that remind us what this is all about. Certainly music, music is a critical piece that helps us set this season apart. So I've asked, I've asked uh, Carl and Ron and the choir to, to prepare a special piece of music to help us this morning. If you would, please. is good all the time you know I'm kind of trying to read your minds while there I mean this was just beautiful you know their willingness to be there for me in this moment and and I'm wondering what you're thinking like he's lost his mind he has no idea what next thing you know he's gonna ask you to sing we all live in a yellow submarine or something like that Oh, no, well, that was tried once, and that bombed out, so forget that. Okay, that's not going to happen again, I don't think. Anyways, uh, it's Christmas time, and I'm asking our people to sing and to play the Doobie Brothers, you know. And my friends in Christ, you know, in this season, as I asked them to prepare this piece of music for us this morning, I need to begin by saying, if this seems out of place to you, this music, well, let me remind you. It's not Christmas. We haven't got to Christmas. It's Advent. And it's about preparation. So the question is, how are you preparing for God's Messiah? How is our imagination being stirred that our hearts may become more fertile ground for God's plan to deliver all of creation? So how are we open this morning 
to the lesson that was read, the story of John the Baptist, his call for us to turn around, to repent. Now, notwithstanding that I'm a really big fan of Michael McDonald and the Doobie Brothers, and they did a wonderful job. Have you ever noticed there are not any mushy, cushy, sweet Christmas carols about John the Baptist? I mean, his singing would be as seemingly out of place as the Doobie Brothers, maybe, to us. I mean, John does not show up in any holiday Rolodex list of Rudolph the Red Nose, All They Want for Christmas, Ma, some, Santa's Messing with Mom Under the Mistletoe, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, A Little Town of Bethlehem. None of those songs that came upon a midnight clear. If there was a John the Baptist piece of music, it would sound basically like fingernails on a chalkboard. You feel that chill that went right down your spine? That's what it would sound like. Now, John had the unenviable task of preparing us for Jesus. Now, the, the, the important word there is us, preparing us. The story of John the baptizer is not just a story of something 2,000 years ago that helped prepare Jesus' coming amidst the people of Palestine and the world in those days. It's about us being prepared. We are gifted with the visitation of John the baptizer who came to prepare us for God's Messiah and the coming kingdom of God. And there is no saccharine, sweet John the Baptist music to set the stage. This is the man who verily would scream at people, please stop, turn around, repent. This is the one who would look down his nose at the religious people of the day, the clerical caller people of his day, and say, snakes, who thinks you, what made you think you get to escape the judgment that is coming? Nope, there's no warm, fuzzy holiday music for the baptizer. And where is his truth-telling God? He's now in Herod's prison, and he is just about to prepare or to experience a most grisly death that has been prepared for him. And to assuage his fears and somehow maybe in the economy of God's plan make it worthwhile his life, he asks, he sends his disciples, his followers, to Jesus to ask him just one question. One question. Are you the one that we are to look for or is there another? There is a whole sermon for another time that can be preached on how we all in our doubts and misplaced priorities are asking that same question. Really, Jesus, are you the one? Because I think it's my, the guy managing my retirement portfolio that I think is the one. So Jesus answers John's disciples by quoting Isaiah 35. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped, the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. And the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Though Jesus' answer was at face value, profound in and of itself, Jesus' use of Isaiah's words implied a hope that was rooted in a 700-year-old story. Now, most of us find ourselves with our, our growing issue of remembering things, having trouble seven years, or maybe remembering a story that was 70 years old, but 700 years. So John's disciples come to him to ask him a question, are you the one? Instead of just saying, yep, it's me, all things are good, go tell him. He uses words from Isaiah that are meant to imply the promise is being kept. You see, 722 years earlier, the two southern tribes of Judah, their context is everything betrayed and sold out their brothers and sisters in the northern kingdom of Israel. This is their brothers and sisters, fellow descendants of Abraham, that lived in the northern kingdom of Israel, the ten tribes. Now, King Ahaz of the southern tribe of Judah, a man which I have to say is the best example of pond slime in all of Scripture. <laughs> King Ahaz, who offered sacrifice some of his own children on a pagan altar... Instead of coming to the defense of his brothers and sisters, he forms an alliance, Ahaz does, 
with the very Assyrians that are threatening Israel and joins in the destruction of their brothers and sisters to the north. They are heretofore known as the Ten Lost Tribes of Israel. Now, the Assyrians were known for their scorched earth policy. Nothing was left standing or living. Now, Isaiah correctly prophesied the fall of Judah, Jerusalem, by the Babylonians, which would happen in just a couple years because of their faithlessness. But more importantly, in the face of all these evil machinations, this betrayal, this horrible death that he experienced, Isaiah speaks words that call the listener to believe that there is something beyond the present realities that are awful, something even beyond the horizon that is worthy of inspiring hope. Jesus, by quoting Isaiah, is meant to convey that despite how dire things look for you, John, and despite the circumstances that appear, there is yet light that is shining from over the horizon that is worthy of inspiring hope in us. Jesus directs the followers of John to tell him to look beyond the present and to look beyond the horizon. How often that would be useful for us all. So the 35th chapter of Isaiah. The desert and the parched land will be glad and the wilderness will rejoice and blossom. They will see the glory of the, of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees to give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. He will come to save you. Jesus, or John asks, Jesus responds. And Isaiah's prophecy, bless us with eyes open that gift us with a faith that sees beyond our present circumstances. What are our present circumstances? It's not hard, is it? There is a brutal war. There is an Ahaz that is making war in Ukraine and innocent children and women and people are being slaughtered. Our own country, what is our present realities? Our own country seemingly pow feels powerless in the face of mass shootings that happen every day, it seems like. But we can't do anything. A nation whose policies make possible, indeed even encourage the making of billionaires versus the joy of a kingdom where all people could live with dignity. We live with the present circumstances of our own medical diagnosis, our own struggling relationships. It is with eyes open to a light beyond the horizon that inspires all of us, including the widowed, to find comforting the good news that the light over the horizon was Jesus coming for our loved ones. On August 28, 1963, before the Lincoln Monument, with 250,000 in attendance, Martin Luther King Jr. gave his I Have a Dream speech. Every time I listen to it, it just fills my, it fills my heart with a hope, a hope and a courage to see how God thankfully raises up those who are gifted by the Spirit to see beyond the brutal and disheartening realities of the moment, like what? A 14-year-old brutally tortured and lynched. Uh, a woman, a tired woman who'd worked all day of color refusing to give up her seat to, on a bus to a white man. Four beautiful little girls in their white Sunday school dresses killed by a bomb planted in their church in Birmingham. A six-year-old little girl named Ruby with the courage to be daily escorted to a white school by four federal marshals while big, brave white people screamed at her. Where did that courage come from? It is the gift of Isaiah's words of hope of a light beyond our present realities, indeed even beyond the horizon, that inspired Martin Luther King to utter, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends 
toward justice. You have to see beyond the horizon to be inspired to say that. There has to be a spirit present in your life that has stirred the fertile ground of your own heart to know that hope is a good thing and light is shining and will illuminate the darkness. It is with light and hope implicit in Isaiah's words that Jesus offers words which the baptizer longed to hear. And in the end, John, who is the last, by the way, of Old Testament prophets, wanted what we all long for. That Jesus is the light that will greet us coming from the other side of the horizon for us. Light to live by with courage. Today, today, you. The baptizer's message is for us, for us. And so blessed are you who refuse to be dissuaded by bad news. Blessed are you who refuse to submit to cynicism, that nothing can change. Blessed are you who continue to believe that small and large acts of generosity will make a difference. And blessed are you who will face darkness with the light of Christ. Blessed are you who do this Advent preparation of hard things. And may God continue to bless us with vision that can see beyond the pain of today to the hope beyond the horizon that is coming for us all in the Messiah. God is good all the time. song from our friend Carrie Newcomer. There at the table with my head in my hands a column of numbers I did not understand you said at least together carry the two now you you can do this hard thing you can do this hard thing it's not easy I know but I believe that it's so you can do this hard thing at a cold winter station reaching into our gloves it would change me forever leaving for God knows what you carried my bags you said I'll wait for you you can do this hard thing you can do this hard thing it's not easy i know but i believe that it's so you can do this hard thing late at night i called and you answered the phone the worst it had happened, and I did not want to be alone. You quietly listened, you said we'll see this through. You can do this hard thing, you can do this hard thing. It's not easy, I know, but I believe that it's so. You can do this hard thing.
stand breathless and pressed in hard times. Hearts hung like laundry on backyard clotheslines. Impossible, it just takes a little more From the muddy ground comes a green volunteer In a place we thought barren, new life appears Morning will come whistling some comforting tune for you You can do this hard thing You can do this hard thing it's not easy, I know, but I believe that it's so. You can do this hard thing. You can do this hard thing. You can do this hard We lift our hearts now to God in prayer. Uh, you may remain seated, and uh, Pamela will lead us in the prayers. There's a song response. We'll sing that now, and then after each petition, we'll return to that song response. Let us pray. challenges before us, it is easy to lose hope. With your steadfast guiding hand, we know we can do this hard thing. We hear the angels say that with God, nothing shall be impossible. We trust, we doubt, we hope again. We pray to you. patience, stir up your power and come. As we wait for the birth of Jesus, let us be patient with ourselves and others, but let us be vigilant and active in the face of injustice, racism, and intolerance, and the exclusion of the ones we would label the other. Remembering who we are, Give us humility, give us compassion, give us your power to confront situations of injustice in our lives, we pray to you. to be agents of joy, of relief, and assistance as we seek to love and care for those in our midst today who are ill, lost, alone, brokenhearted, and grieving. May we be a community that welcomes all. 
is generous to all, a place of grace where we seek hope and healing for our community and our planet. We pray to you. your power, Lord, and come. We give you thanks for the many blessings in our lives, family, friends, and loved ones, beauty, and our church community. We wait for you, our rock. We seek your light, your word, the truth we need to live. Look on our needs this day and keep us faithful in your service. We pray in the name of the coming Christ, our hope and our peace. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you. Stand up, share the peace. I like your sweater, that's what you say. Thank you, uh, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that greeting of peace. I tell you, I uh, grew up in DeKalb, Illinois small Norwegian congregation, Trinity Lutheran Church, and they never sang the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> and the amount of noise that was just here during the Green and the Peace was, even if there was a fire, there wouldn't have been that much noise in that church. So to see you mixing and enjoying being together and reconnecting is just a beautiful thing, a beautiful reflection of our community. So thank you for that. Thank you for uh, engaging in the joy of the season. Thank you to the choir for uh, sharing with us today and all of our musicians. Uh, take that good energy over the gym. We have cinnamon rolls today. We also have cookies and coffee. Come on over in the gym. Uh, comment on each other's sweaters and uh, enjoy that time together. After the service, right after the service, um, those who uh, have your sweaters on, uh, beautiful and ugly both, come on up and we'll take a quick picture of everybody up here. Uh, so that we'll have that uh, for posterity's sake. Um, some, of the, some of those sweaters are very beautiful, some not so beautiful, and I'm going to call on the master of the ugly sweater, Lana Johnson, at this time. Thank you for that lovely introduction. And let me just say, I love your sweaters, okay? All right, so just two announcements since it's already Ugly Sweater Day. The first one is we still have a sign-up for a luncheon on Thursday. Okay, now, I don't know about you guys, but I've been to an awful lot of Lutheran luncheons. And I'm pretty sure there will be some molded jello salad <laughs> and lefsa. Ooh. And, mm, are you making lutefisk? I thought I'd try, just for some of you that really like it. The sign-up is out on the table in the narthex, so please sign up so that we can get a good count of how many people will be coming on Thursday, or, yeah, Thursday, 15th. And then the next thing is, in the gym on the table is still the sign-ups for Christmas Eve services, four, seven, and nine and Christmas morning, which is 10. And just so you know, you know, because Christmas Day falls on a Sunday, New Year's Day falls on a Sunday too. So 
we'll be looking for volunteers for those services also. Thank you. All right, thank you, Lana. Yeah, so uh, this Thursday, noon, come out, have a, a meal, a potluck here uh, in, the, in the gym, uh, Christmas caroling with Carl. Uh, Amy's going to do a little trivia maybe with you, and so it should be a, a wonderful uh, uh, day uh, to be together next Thursday. But this afternoon, 3 o'clock, we're having a Christmas concert. We're having I a saw the lineup. Concert. It looks wonderful. It looks wonderful, and we've got a couple of Advent pieces in there as well, just to stay with the season, you know, Pastor Tom. I got you there. Um, but lots of music, some uh, beautiful things that Sheila and her trio are going to play, and a variety of our musicians from the parish here are going to sing and play for you. Uh, Wilson Castle is going to come and play something amazing on the piano. And uh, so come and join us, 3 o'clock today, and followed by a reception. All right. And next Saturday in the gym, 8 o'clock, men's breakfast, so come out for that as well. Uh, you don't, it's not a potluck, you just come and eat what's uh, served, so come out for that, men. Um, and uh, make those Christmas Eve plans now, 4, 7, 9, uh, arrive early, park far away. That's what we'd encourage you to do, because we have lots of visitors at night, they'll be coming in late. To leave those uh, close spots is really helpful uh, for them. I should tell you too, this week, uh, Jenny Snyder, longtime member of our parish, died this week. Uh, she was ready, and uh, death was not the enemy, and uh, she was confident and ready to go. So uh, the services are pending for Jenny Snyder. Deacon Amy. Good morning. Good morning. A few announcements about education opportunities coming up. Uh, Sunday Forum, 9.30 in the Fireside Room. This morning, Sheila is speaking about uh, sacred music. I saw her setting up, and there's all kinds of fun, beautiful things back there, so I encourage you to attend 9.15 in the Fireside Room. And then next Sunday, same time, talking about Christian mystics, um, which should be very interesting. And then this paper has all of the youth and family events coming up. Of note, this week on Thursday is our third Thursday family fun night. So we will be gathering from 6 to 7.30 for a wonderful homemade dinner. And then we'll be making gingerbread houses together. So this is for families of all ages. Come on out Thursday evening. And then next Sunday is our Christmas youth program. That'll be between services at 9.30. So you are all invited to come and watch the youth present the Christmas story. Uh, the one we're using this year is written by a spoken word artist, and it's really a new and interesting way to hear the story. So that is 9.30 next Sunday morning here in the sanctuary. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Deacon Amy. Pastor Jim. Yep, go ahead, Carl. Um, in case you like Messiah, next Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock in Coopville, um, I'm going to sing with the Saratoga Orchestra, some uh, Messiah solos, the whole Christmas portion, pretty much. So come join us. Very good. Very good. All Coopville right. Performing Arts Center. High school. I'd like you to stand if it's comfortable as we uh, enter again into prayer, praying together as Jesus taught us. Uh, Carl put it to music, the Lord's Prayer. baptism you are called called to do ministry the priesthood of all believers go out those doors make a difference in your family your community and the world today the hands and feet of Jesus in the world and as you go may God bless you and keep you may God's face shine upon you and be gracious to you may God look upon you with favor and give you peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit amen I'm going to ask all of anyone who wore a Christmas sweater come on up 
come on up, and we're going to lead you. We'll be the choir singing joy to the world, our closing hymn. Come on up. Come on. Stand up. Come on up. Come on. Anybody with a Christmas sweater? Peace, the love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Very good. Kelly. <laughs>